podcast of Grand View Christian Church's Discipleship Team. I'm your host, Kristen Mudrack, the Discipleship Team Coordinator. Last season, we focused on discipleship, what it is, how we pursue it, and what it looks like for our pastors, elders, members, and college students. This season, we are looking at service in the Johnson City area through Grandview's own JC Serve and other ministries. Join us as we highlight each of these ministries and ask how we can best come alongside them to help them serve our community. Our episodes will focus on ministries that we help serve financially, prayerfully, and in physical service, all leading up to our multi-church event, Love JC, on September 25th. If you're interested in serving in any way for any of the ministries we highlight, don't hesitate to contact Nathan at grandviewchristian.org or follow the links in the episode description. Our hope is that you learn more about the ministries we support and others in our area, and you find new ways to pray for them and support them as they carry out their mission to serve JC. Well, welcome back to Deep Dive. We are so excited that you are here with us today. Um, today, I am with Damon Johnson from LXI. Um, Damon, can you tell us a little bit about the history of LXI and what it is you guys do in the Johnson City area? Uh, a little bit about the history. It started out about 10 years ago. Kyle Hicks, a guy named Kyle Hicks started uh, LXI, and it came from uh, a group called One Seven out of Charlotte. Um, so they kind of piggybacked off of One Seven in Charlotte and created what we know now know as LXI. Um, LXI started out by knocking on the door in a low-income community and just building relationships with kids that uh, probably didn't have anybody doing that for them at the time. Fast forward um, to now, uh, we what we do now is what we say is we give ourselves for a broken generation to be made new. So mm-hmm. we are in the healing. I mean, we just we are in the business of allowing kids a place to to heal. And so we try to build relationships with the kids uh, and let them get the trust factor with us and let them know that we're there just to love them, not to judge them, uh, to do life with them. Uh, we try to meet them where they're at and just do life with them and, and give them a godly example of, of what needs to be done when you mess up or or what do you need to do when, you, when you're at that fork in the road? What direction do I need to go? Um, so we try to help kids realize their purpose in, in life through Christ um, and let them know that that brokenness can be healed. That's amazing. I, I love hearing about places like this because they're so needed. What kind of things do you guys do to help build trust with these kids and build relationships with them? Uh, a couple of things we do is just a lot of, we ask them what do they want to do? Uh, and, and we build it off of that. Uh, so we take them putt-putting, we take them to VR, we take them, uh, uh, we play games with them. Uh, we just sit and uh, make sure we're there constantly every week. So if we say we're going to be there, we pick them up and we try to just hang out with them. We feed them and we don't treat them like like discounted kids. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So we, if, if I go eat somewhere, that's where they go. Uh, yeah. so, so, so we try to raise enough money and support, which has been a great blessing to us that people support us enough to where we can treat our kids. Probably um, they, they just know that they love and, and, and it's no, it's no hold back with, with those kids. So we just try to do things in, in, in a first class scale and let them know that God is first class and he expects you to be first class. And, and um, so we just hang out with them. We, we, we just spend time with them. We try to get them to be vulnerable, um, you know, to share their pain. So that's the beginning of it. Um, we can't heal unless we admit that we are hurt. 
Yeah. Um, so, so we do things just, uh, we have conversations with them. We have devotions with them. Um, so we do a lot of fun stuff, but in those fun moments, we, we take 15, 20 minutes out and have a little devotions and, and, and give kids the opportunity to share uh, some of their brokenness. And we, sh- and we start by sharing our brokenness. Um, so as leaders in the healing, in the healing module that we have, that we, we often start off by sharing our brokenness and how we heal from it. That's awesome. How many people do you guys have working at LXI right now? And how many volunteers? Um, that kind uh, of- right now we have three people working full-time. Uh, it's me and two other staff members working full-time. Uh, volunteers, we are, we got, I know, I know three consistently that comes every week, uh, but we're just getting out of COVID. I think we had up to about 50, 40 or 50 volunteers at one point before COVID, but I know it's the numbers are nowhere close to that right now. Uh, yeah. I think we're about 15, maybe 20, maybe at potential volunteers. How did COVID affect you guys? What kind of things did you find that were hard or maybe things that worked well? Uh, it was hard because what we do is relationship building. So we're around our kids. Uh, it's hard to build relationships when you're not around them. So it affected us pretty bad. Uh, it, it wasn't a lot we could do for for a long time, but as soon as we could, we got back around our kids and kept it in a small, small environment and just kept kind of doing what we was doing as much as we could. Kept a lot of it outdoors. We went to Blue Hole a lot, went swimming a lot, uh, went hiking a lot, played outdoors a lot, kept them spread out during our conversations. Um, so, you know, we, we did as much as we could, as much as that was allowed. Yeah. Um, it was fun. The kids that tend to come to you, how do you find out about them? Uh, usually it's through some of the kids that we already have in the program. Okay. So it's a word of mouth. So what we try to do is uh, create a culture. And once we get that culture, we ask kids to bring other kids that fit that culture or, or, or kids that they know that benefit from being at LXI. Yeah. Because a lot of times uh, what we find out is, Kids want to know about Christ. They want to, they got an interest in Christ. It's just sometimes uh, the church runs it away uh, for different reasons, uh, whether it's the people in church or the message the church is sending. Uh, it just, it runs the youth away. So um, we, we try to be an extension of the church and, and still give them Christ in their environment and in, in, in their world. What, kind of ages of kids do you have coming through the doors is it mostly teenagers or do you have all sorts of ages yeah we got we got 12 year olds to 18 year olds okay so we got middle school kids to high school kids do most of them come from the johnson city area or do you have some that come from outside of it uh we got most most of our kids johnson city we got one girl from kingsport and one one guy in greenville that makes it when they can but uh that's that's just the that's the rare occasion but 90, 98%, 99% of our kids are here in Johnson City. That's awesome. But we open to anybody, anybody yeah. that can make it to us. We limit it in our staff and where we can go and pick up kids, but we we, we open to any kid. That's awesome. Um, I know you guys have a building in downtown Johnson City. What kind of facilities do you have right now to be able to do this ministry? Uh, the one we're in now is, is very difficult because it's only about 1,100 square feet and it's downtown. Uh, First Presbyterian Church has done an awesome job partnering with us and letting us use their space and their facility. And it's been an awesome partnership and we wouldn't be able to do what we did without them. But we have, I just, we, we just purchased a building 
Um, so we, we just bought our own home, our first home that we can call home, a building that we can call home for LXI. And it's actually uh, just started getting renovated today. So That's hopefully awesome. within in two months that we'll be able to move in and have a place that we can call home. And it's actually right up the street uh, from, a, from a low income area that, that a lot of our kids are, are, are living in. So it's an awesome opportunity for us to move right into the community and, and really help not only the kids, but the parents as well, to try to break some of the generational curses that, that takes place in those neighborhoods and those communities. Do you have any stories of kids that have been coming to you for a month, a year, several years? Um, anything that you've seen change in their lives as they've been coming to you? Yeah, I had a parent actually reach out to me uh, probably a week or so ago and, and tell us that she said, I don't know what's going on, but I'm glad my child is at LXI because ever since he's been at LXI, I've seen a difference in him. And it's been it's been a pleasure to see. So she thanked us for what we was doing. So we see subtle things. We end it all the time. So it's like a parent, if you're around your kid all the time, you really don't see it. But we do get parents coming back and, and um, telling us that, Kids have changed and their attitudes are different. Um, we just had an end of the year thing. And a lot of a lot of conversations that was coming from the kids uh, talk about healing was they, they they was ready to forgive. They was ready mm-hmm. to open up to and admit that they was hurt, being vulnerable for the first time, uh, just talking about their pain in the open for the first time. So some of the things like that I see. Because when I first got here, I, I know a lot of kids would shut in, shut up. They wouldn't talk. They'd just hide behind it. They'd giggle and laugh. But now uh, I noticed the change of, of kids taking that more serious and being being open. And some of the kids that would never share before are the ones who are really opening up sharing now. So it's been good. Um, another thing is uh, one of our staff members, he's in the military. And he, he had to take off and go some military duty stuff for about a month. And he just got back. And yesterday was his first time around kids. And I mean, not yesterday, but the last week and a half was his first time around kids in over a month. And he said today, like, man, I know it's a huge difference from the time I left to now of kids being more vulnerable and open. So I think what we try to do is just really really get kids to get to that point of being vulnerable. So we are seeing a difference in, in two or three months that we have started, uh, not started, because they've been doing this for a while, but really uh, just honing in on, on trying to get kids to open up. So we That's have amazing. seen a Yeah, we have seen a tremendous jump over the last two months. And um, that's the culture we want to set, set. So if the, yeah. you could come in and you can feel safe enough, then I think we can get a lot of, a lot of the brokenness out. And once we get it out, we can call on the Lord and, let, and allow him to start healing us. Yeah. How did you get involved with LXI? Uh, I got involved with LXI. I was working at a place called Rise Up for Kids. I was over there working with Michael Murray and he was kind of my mentor. He found me actually and brought me in to work with the youth. So I was there and uh, during the George Floyd Black Lives Matter movement, I was holding some conversations because I thought that was the best thing to do at the time. It's not argue, let's let's talk about it. Uh, mm-hmm. So I got some kids together and we, we, we organized uh, some conversations and Kyle Hicks that was over LXI was a part of our first uh, conversa- conversation. Um, and he, he shared some things that I never heard from a, a white male. Yeah. Uh, uh, 
And he he admitted like, yeah, it's white privilege. And, and I lived it. And he shared some stories. And I thought that was very intriguing for him to say. So uh, we we became, I mean, we just started conversating about different things and how we can help the youth and how we can connect with Rise Up and LXI. And uh, one thing led to another. And over the last, you know, I guess a year, eight months or so, um, it just became a relationship, a relationship. And it got to a point where their chairman asked me would I come and work for LXI. And Lord opened the door and here I am. That's awesome. I started in December and in mid-December and then by January, Kyle took a sabbatical. So he was gone for three months. So I, I, I didn't know a lot about LXI. So from January to when he got back in March, um, he decided that he was burnt out and ready to step away. And he thought I would be a good fit to take over. So he suggested it to the board and the board took me through some things and they, they felt the same way. So in April, I took over as executive director. That's amazing the way that God opened doors through a <laughs> conversation. That's um, amazing. Yeah. And the funny thing is, let me let me throw this in when you talk about how, how God works. Ten years ago when he started this, he was knocking on the in the community where I grew up. Oh my goodness. And at, and at the same time, I was ending my basketball career having no idea what I was gonna do. I knew one day that I would be dealing with the youth somehow, mm -hmm. but not knowing in what capacity. And I've been doing that over the years, but 10 years later, me and Kyle connected and it, it was just, a, it was just a, it, it was a godly thing for another man to create something and just be willing to say, here, I'm done. I think you can do a better job than me at this. Here you go. Yeah. You know, that's I, God had to be in that because you don't see that today. Yeah. Out of pure curiosity, where'd you play basketball? Uh, UT. Played okay. UT. And then I played overseas for 16 years. Very cool. That's that's awesome. You've probably got some stories that these kids love to hear. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I, I'm a little jealous that they get to hear your stories. <laughs> yeah, I got some cool stories. You mentioned parents calling you and, you know, telling you how how you guys have changed their kids. What kind of parent involvement do you have right now at LXI with these kids? And do you want parents to be involved? And if so, how? Uh, the parent involvement is not where I would like it. Uh, yeah. it. It's there. Don't get me wrong. We have to, we have to have parent involvement to deal with the kids. Uh, you know, they know we're picking them up. They know we're dropping them off. Some of them come and pick their kids up, but we do a lot of pickup and drops off. Um, but in moving forward, especially us getting a building and moving so close to the community, we're going to start having parenting classes of, of different different sources and bringing different resources in uh, so they can be connected. Uh, we're not trying to re recreate the wheel, but we want to be a bridge to try to connect some gaps, I guess you could say, um, yeah. and, and fix those and, and try to get some of this stuff sped up uh, and educated and so we can start figuring out what's the best route. Do I go to college or do I go to tech school? Uh, what's my best option here? Uh, do I, I need a 401k. Uh, what, what's, what's the difference in a 401k and a CD? Because um, yeah. I never got taught that stuff. You know what I'm saying? And it's just something that we don't get taught because whatever the reason, you know, there's a lot of different reasons, but but we want to start trying to challenge in that. And let's go let's start going to board meetings. Let's start going to city meetings. Let's start if we complaining about our roads, let's start, stop complaining. Let's go down here 
and, and teaching kids how to sit in a board meeting or, or a city meeting. Say, no, nah, we don't want that in our area. And why do we got a red line around our, around our community? What's the deal with that? Let's get rid of that. Uh, yeah. We want to, yeah, we, so we want to do things of that nature. So um, that, that's, that's the route we want to try to take. I think that's amazing to be able to start thinking about how you want to incorporate the parents, because this really is, like you've said, a generational and a family thing. This is not just about the kids, even though that's where you're focused right now. Um, and I, I love that you have parents who are calling you and saying, this is really good because that gives you a bridge and a gap into, well, maybe you'd like to come to something that we're running here in the next few months. Um, and then they bring their friends and, you know, it, it snowballs into something that you right now can't even imagine, um, which is another God thing. That's, that's what he does best. Yes, it is. What he does best. You mentioned a little bit ago um, that you guys raise support, uh, you raise finances. Um, what are some of the ways you do that? And um, are there churches in the area uh, that partner with you one-on-one um, -on -one to help? Yeah, if I'm not mistaken, Grandview does um, a big partnership with us. Um, so we do have a few churches. We're looking for some more partnership with churches. We got different ways. They, they send volunteers our way. Uh, some, some churches like uh, Redeemer, they, they own a snack rotation where they get their, their groups to bring snacks every week. Mm -hmm. And then they drop it off to us, which is a huge, huge help. Also, financial support. Uh, some churches just 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 help us financially. And then some churches are like there if we need some handiwork or some some work here or there. Um, our amplified nights. We got people who just cook for us weekly uh, uh, during those nights uh, and support us in that way. Um, so we got different churches in different ways, uh, different supporters. Um, but we always need more, uh, especially going into this building. We're going to probably grow. Uh, not to say we're we chasing numbers, but if we do what we're supposed to do, and I think if, it, if it's worked the way I think it can work, then everybody needs this. So it's going to be more people, especially when God's involved. Everybody want to be around it. Um, everybody don't want to stay, but everybody want to come and see what it's about. So uh, we want to be prepared to, to get all the kids we can and volunteers are needed because the more kids, the more volunteers we need. Because we, we, like I told you before, we all about relationships. So we don't want one person with 20 kids. You can't build a relationship that way. We want, want one person with five or six kids. And that way you can get to know those kids and get to understand the pain. Not only that, because you got some kids that only want to talk. Yeah. They so hurt, they can't talk. So you got to understand their body language. So you need to be around them and, and, and get to know them and build a relationship. So we always need volunteers. I know for some people listening, relationship is kind of scary um, because you're walking into something that you don't know where these kids are coming from. You don't know, you don't know what their hurt is and you may not be able to relate to them in any way. Um, do you have any advice for somebody who's sitting here going, I can't do that? Well, it's like it's like being on a team. Get get yourself out of the picture because you can't. Yeah. And you're right. We can't do it. That's why we rely on God. That's why God is in us to guide us and lead us to 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 do the right thing in those moments. We can't be scared to have faith, right? We can't be scared to jump out on faith. 
Um, I don't know what I'm doing. I, I don't, but I do have faith in him that, that he knows what he's doing yeah. and he's just using me as a vessel. So I got to have faith in it. A lot of times we get caught up in, in, in me and I, and that's personal. And that's more the devil than it is God. Because as the Bible says, we can do anything, right? Anything. And that means anything. If that's dealing with a knucklehead kid, then I can deal with that. Uh, if that's dealing with a broken kid that 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 cusses and, and is so broke that he don't know and fights love, then I need to be there with him. Yeah. And I can do that because God is going to show me what to do. He's going to put me in the right place. He's going to send me at the right time. He's going to give me the right words. He's going to do those things for me. And that's the miracle of God. And a lot of times we put ourselves in the way and we mess that up. And we never really get to see the miracles of God because it happens daily if you, if you do it. Like daily. I mean, daily you can see it. I see it every day because yeah. I get I try my best to get myself out of the way. Yeah. And, uh, you know, a lot of times I'm wore out, I'm tired, but he said, I, I need you to go see this kid and you go see that kid and it's the right moment at the right time. Yeah. And you got the right words and he's crying and you crying and you, you understand, oh, I get it now, Lord, thank you. Yeah. But on the way over there, you, you stressed out, like, what am I going to say? I don't know what to say. This kid is dealing with something I never dealt with before. I don't know yeah. what to do with this kid. But when you get there, here he comes, he shows up. So we, I think my advice would just have faith in God and not in yourself. What do you hope that people in Johnson City see as a result of what you do with these kids? That healing is possible. You don't have to have behind your brokenness. That healing is possible. A lot of us have been hiding behind brokenness so long that it, it, it's, it's, it has become who we are. Yeah, and it's not, and it's not who we are. Uh, we've been fighting brokenness for so long that I'm a broken vessel, calling myself a Christian, and it's not the truth, right? The only thing that God does is, is heal broken vessels if you allow it to be healed, if you allow yourself to be healed. And once that happens, then God can He can be the light can be shown, or it, yeah. it could be there. And, and until then, it's not. So we walk around in darkness, thinking we're helping people because we're still broken and we never heal. So we grow up now, that's just who I am. I know it ain't, that ain't who Christ is. That might be who you are, but that ain't who Christ is. Yeah. So we, we're not really giving credit to what credit is due. I think, I think it always go back to just being, understanding that we broken. We all are broken. And that's why he had to die for us in the first place. Yeah. Cause he knew it, he knew it. Yeah. And, he knows a lot more than we give him credit for. Yeah, he does. He does. And we just and we just need to understand that it's okay to be broken. It's okay. Yeah. Because our brokenness is somebody else's joy. Yeah. And regardless of where we come from, whether we come from a low-income neighborhood or a privileged neighborhood, we're all that way. You're all there's, broken. There's no in-between. There's no mm. brokenness doesn't discriminate. It, no, everybody is. Um, and I think that's one of the things that we as a culture may be relearning. Um, and that's a hard lesson for for some people. Well, I, I think we, we, we there as a, as a country for some reason it's just we forced there because mm. pain is pain. Yeah. No matter if you're black, white, rich, poor, I done been around the world and I done seen pain all over the world. 
everybody deals with it. And you're going to deal with it. I don't care who you are. But we get caught up so much in materialistic stuff to say, oh, I got this, so I'm better than you. Or I'm not, I'm not as hurt as you. And, and it's false. Right? You got different type of pain, but you're still broken. Yeah. Right? And, and so it's just, I think we're in a good place because now we got to deal with it. Yeah, I agree. Um, I know several years ago, and this was before you were around with LXI, but um, LXI was a part of the Love JC event that happens um, every fall. And the way that Love JC works, we ask communities and ministries what they need help with. And then churches all around come together and say, I'm going to do that for you. Um, is there anything you guys have on your docket right now that might be a part of Love JC this September? Nah, this building. Yeah. I just don't know where it's going to be in September. Yeah. Um, we could, you know, I mean, I know landscaping is an option. Mm-hmm. Uh, painting is an option. Building something is an option. Uh, I know we need an octaball court built. Okay. Um, so that'd be an option and maybe some other other things that can be built on the same day as far as game-wise. Um, yeah, so things like that, of that nature, definitely um, would be great. I would think the Octoball uh, thing would be definitely on the list. Yeah. If you've never heard of Octoball before, go look it up. It's it's kind of one of those things that this generation thinks is the coolest. Um, yeah. So <laughs> it's, it's kind of fun. Um, I've played it with some kids before. Oh, they play it every day. <laughs> I guess my last question for you is how do we help? What, what do you need that we can help provide as a church, as a community, through prayer, through doing, how can we help? Top thing is prayer. Probably Uh, obviously it's prayer. And, and I want y'all to pray for us to stay in his will. Hmm. Cause if we stay in his will, everything else will be taken care of. Um, I don't want to waste prayer and time on, on other stuff. So if y'all pray for us, just pray that LXI and Damon Johnson as the leader of LXI stays in God's will. Yeah. Because if we do that, we'll be taken care of. I honestly believe that. Uh, second thing is we need financial support right now. Going into the building and the renovations, um, I really got, God gave me a big vision and it's big enough to scare me to death. But, but uh, I had a conversation today and I think I'm going to chase this vision. As crazy as it seems, I'm going to go ahead and, and, and chase it. So we're going to put a campaign together and over a three-year campaign, maybe a five-year, maybe, but three-year, at least a three-year campaign explaining the vision and going after the vision. So we're definitely going to need some financial support. Um, even going into this new building, we're going to need a little financial support. Even if it's just a one-time thing or a monthly thing, uh, we need volunteers to come and help us love on the kids and be leaders with the kids. Uh, we've got a thing we call Amplify, where we break off and if you saw like a little church service for our kids, then we break off and have smaller discussions with them. Uh, we need leaders to help lead those small discussions. Uh, we need volunteers to help drive kids back and forth home. We need um, any gifts that God has given somebody as far as like cooking or gardening or anything that can help us better our kids or, or their families as far as parenting classes, any type of classes you can think of, cooking class, sewing class, uh, computer class. 
I don't know what it can be. Finance class, how to take care of your money. <coughs> uh, any gifts like that that anybody wants to come and help and teach, uh, we can set that up. Uh, so any anything of that nature, we'll be more than happy to have the community out. And if they just want to stop by and just hang out and love on the kids one day, uh, we're there from 3 to 6 most days, 3 to 5.30, and you can stop by anytime. I love the way that you put that list together of the first thing is prayer, and then here are the, the physical things that we need after that. Um, I know that we have people listening to this podcast who know how to cook and who are good at teaching it, who know how to sew and are good at teaching it. Um, so if you are one of those people, please, please, please feel free to contact Damon. Um, his email is going to be in the description for this podcast. Um, you can also check out uh, movelxi.com to see how you can get involved as well. Yeah. If you are around on September 25th, my guess is LXI is going to need some help during Love JC. So please feel free to sign yourself up for the LXI slot. Um, and if you can't help on September 25th, my guess is Damon will take you any day of the year. Any day. Damon, thank you so, so much for being part of this podcast and for telling us about LXI and for this vision that you have for these kids um, and this heart you have for these kids. I wish you all the best. And I know that I will be praying for you, as will so many people who listen to this podcast. Um, and I look forward to seeing what God is going to do with you and this ministry in the years to come. Well, I appreciate you having me on, and God bless. And, and I hope we can make a partnership with, if we, I think we have one already with Grandview, but if not, I hope we can make one and do kingdom business together. That sounds like a really good plan. <laughs> Thank you, ma'am. Thanks for listening, guys, and we'll see you next time.